got our in-house competition. Yes. Filthy 150 qualifier. Yeah. So exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. In-house comps are the best. They are the best. Yeah, really are. And this one, the Filthy 150 qualifier every year has been like a real highlight of the year. Yeah. And it's gotten better every year, if I'm honest. Like nice. we, we make, I think every year we've done it, it's probably got a bit more of an event feel to it. Yes. And um, what I love to see is that there's so many people signed up who would not normally do a competition, but because it's here, they'll do it. Yes. And th that's the real spirit of competition. That's like, there's a, there is a challenge I can take on. Mm -hmm. I'll step out of my comfort zone. Um, but it's also not life and death. <laughs> Cause That's important to remember, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because competitions do get, you know, get people so amped up. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I used to be, when I did compete in my previous sport, I used to get very nervous beforehand. Mm. And I would get very serious. And it would definitely affect my performances. Like, I've, I've had performances where I've kind of frozen solid. Really? Just gotten punched in the face a lot. Because <laughs> I was too focused on how well I was going to do. Yeah. And the days where uh, I could... Take it seriously, but also relax and have some fun were definitely the days that I had the best performances. And the better you can, or the more you can get into that headspace of saying, it's, it's a challenge I want to take on and I really want a spot on a team. Yeah. But this is also an event. It's not just about the outcome. So you can enjoy this event. And these are the ones that you have to experience. And if you experience it in a positive way, you'll take away from this, yeah. regardless if you've gone go to Filthy 150 or not. So how do you find that balance of going, I need to take it, Kind of serious because I want to make the team, but then I also know that I'm training in my gym with my people and I want to have fun. Mm, yeah, so this is this is going to be coach speak now, and everyone's going to roll their eyes a little <laughs> bit because it's going to be a bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this is also backed up with all the psychology research. If we focus on the outcome, which is future thinking, yeah, that's where our performances drop. If we think about our performance. That's where performance go through the roof. Okay. And you think about performance, that's not how well I'm gonna do. It's usually down to what can I control, which is usually our effort. Yeah. And that's about it. And at the end of this thing, you can sit down and have a beer and say, I gave it my absolute everything. There's no better than that. Yeah. Because you know, if you've nothing more to give, you've nothing more to give. Yeah. And then the placing will be the placing. So uh, focus on your effort and giving it your all and saying, I don't want to leave 1% out there, mm -hmm. then you can't go wrong. Okay, that's, the, that's a big one. Um, and it's also think, like, how would I like, say my performance, there's all the things like, how did I talk to my judge? And how did I do, how would I carry myself through the day? Yeah. How would I like to look back at myself and be proud of it? Yes. Just that bit, because it does bring out some parts of us sometimes where it's not great, you know? No. So um, I, I think, a big part of uh, the role in the morning before it is to try and not to ruminate on it too much. Yeah. So it's just uh, another day of fitness. Like, yes. Uh, I know as a coach, when I go to competitions with athletes, one of my biggest roles is to distract the athletes early in the day. So it's to talk to them about every bit of nonsense, get them doing loads of things yeah. that are not focused on the competition. There will be time to do that. This is right, you know, athlete brief, into the warm-up area you'll get focused in there and then you know you'll you'll it, it's appropriate at that point yes. before that it's just going to wind you up yeah. yeah i Absolutely. hear you so um i'm going to turn the tables on you now oh deadly as you know so you have loads of experience as an athlete in crossfit competitions yeah 
So uh, I think it might be helpful to dig into what some of your strategies mm -hmm. and how that might help people. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about pre-competition nerves from your point of view. What did you do about that? Um, yeah, I suppose I, I distracted myself. Um, I've done a lot of team competitions, <coughs> or if I've done individual ones, there's been other people I knew competing at it, and it's like shit talk the whole time. Like absolute <laughs> nonsense, ripping the ass out of each other the whole time. And it's a void thinking about what the movements are, what the workouts are, strategy, all that jazz. Because I've spent all week thinking about it. Um, and the biggest one for me and my nerves actually is, I love coffee and caffeine and those cans of Monster. And I never have one before the first workout. All right, because they can amp things up a bit. Way too much. Way, way, way too much. I just get too excited, too jittery. And then I start overthinking and everything goes to absolute shit. So I try and to keep nerves at bay. It's shit talk and zero caffeine, like loads of water, a little bit of food, nothing major, that's it. So stimulants are not what you need. There's gonna be enough. You are stimulated <laughs> before you do this. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's a great bit of advice. Mm. Very good. I find and, it very helpful. And the shit talk, that's like just having some fun with people around you, right? Yeah. And, and it takes some of the like seriousness out of it. Exactly, that's it. Because you're laughing. Because you're having a laugh. Yeah. Brilliant. And in my experience, the athletes who can go in and, and be social in the warm-up area yeah. is, are the people who get on best. 100%. Um, so let's talk about warm-up area. Yes. Because every competition you go to, it's not exactly how you would exactly design it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's people sharing barbells, the weight on the bar is heavier than you want. Yeah. It's not the exact plates you want. Maybe it's a bit crowded. There's all of those things. So, so any advice for like, how do you handle that? Yeah. For me, you know, for me, whenever I warm up, even now, I just want to feel ready. That's it. So it doesn't necessarily mean that my shoulders are perfectly always primed. It's like if I'm doing a heavy snatch, I need to get my knees warm, my hips warm, and my shoulders warm. Not necessarily. I need to do all the snatch stuff. We do loads of snatch stuff or loads of cleans or whatever it is. So just get my body as warm as possible. That's priority number one. So you can trust your training there, right? 100%. Okay. And then if you have opportunity to do stuff, it's like, what's the bare minimum that I need to do to feel ready for it? So maybe there's, I'm trying to think, I did Filthy one year and there was that pull-up complex, the toe to bar, the pull-up, the yes, muscle. Yeah. And we just about got into our heat on time, so we did absolutely fuck all warm-up. So we got really warm really quick on the floor. I did one toe to bar, one pull-up, one muscle. Yeah, that was there's, it. there's often not a pull up a rig or warm up rig, right? Exactly. Hardly ever. Yeah. And there probably won't be tomorrow either. No. So it's the bare minimum of right, what can I do? Maybe as soon as I get on the floor, I do one pull up real quick. That's it. I'm like, oh yeah, I can still do one. Of course. Things you already know, but it's just for me developing that confidence and just feeling ready. That's it. Yeah. And like you said, if you're trained well enough, which everyone is, <laughs> you, your body will figure it out on the floor. Yeah. So, so you don't need to be perfect. No. Yeah. Just ready. Exactly. Just ready. Okay, great stuff. So then, talk to me about be between the workouts. This is probably mm -hmm. the hardest piece to navigate, right? You come in, you, you warm up, hit the workout, you get all the high fives and headbutts afterwards, and covered in sweat, and then you know that you've got another thing to do yeah. in an hour and a half, and two hours. So you've got this big gap of time. Yeah. Not necessarily many places to chill out. So how do you handle that food-wise, recovery-wise? How do you get yourself set? Um, I, for me, my mind immediately goes to 
what do I need to do to feel ready again? So it's usually like complete downtime. So I try and lie down somewhere. Um, get back to that shit talk because it just helps the body kind of relax. If you're laughing about something, you're not stressed. Um, food refuel tends to be something very carby, but very light. So not like rice or pasta, but maybe thinking Sheila and Amy squares bars, that type of thing, um, some jellies, and then some sort of protein source as well for me. So it might be like a really light protein shake or some protein yogurt, just to keep me going. Unless I have a big gap of maybe more than two hours, I wouldn't eat anything substantial at all. I keep it really light. Then as early as possible, after I've laid down and ate and chilled out, I'm just starting to move again, really slow. Like mm. you've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. It's like, if you have six minutes of rest, you do two minutes of complete dead person, then two minutes of semi-alive, and then two minutes of get back to life. I would break it down pretty similar. It's like, fucking lie down, chill out. Then I'd start eating and shit talking again. And then it's like, right, how's my, where am I feeling tight? Oh, my shoulders are a bit tight. I'm gonna prioritize them in my next warm up and just start getting going and then really, really, really slowly before amping it up. Okay, so it's that wrap down and then ramp back up. But it's, if it's over two hours, you're trying to spread it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that, you know, you might not feel like eating right after a workout, but the earlier you get in some food, probably means you've got more yeah. time to digest it, let it settle before the next one. Yeah. So there's always that little bit of, I need to probably force myself a little bit to take on something. a little bit yeah, of fuel. Yeah, yeah. So that That's why I stick with the the sweets and stuff because you can eat them even when you feel like you're about to throw up <laughs> or if you've just thrown up <laughs> you can still have jelly babies replace some jelly babies yeah exactly okay very good so then um let's talk about then out on the floor right mm -hmm. you get called out you're on the floor you've got to judge so yeah. this is something that if you're not used to competition it's an added element where you're like right i've got somebody here who's yeah. watching and counting all my reps so what's the best way to get, keep your judge on side? <laughs> oh, this is, um, it's always a real funny one, but it's, it always comes back to, you know that All Blacks motto? Yes. Don't be a dick? Yes. It kind of comes back to that. So I learned this pretty early on in my CrossFit career. Like the, the friendlier you can be with your judge, the easier life is. So I literally go out there to befriend them. So you know Elaine? We all know Elaine. We all know Elaine. Like I knew Elaine because she judged me at competitions all the time. And I already knew that I liked her and I already knew that she liked me whenever she started training here. It's fucking new, straight away. Because every time I had her at a competition, I was like, Elaine, I knew her name. I was like, how's your day going? And you ask them how their day's going. You make sure you know their name and then you go. And for me, I'm always checking movement standards with them. If there's a funny, sometimes there's always a funny element. Like you have to get your nose on the floor for downups <laughs> or something. Yeah. It's like, is, can, can you see my nose hitting the floor? It's just checking stuff like that. So it's getting them on side straight away. Yeah, it's getting them on board, right? Because the judge is always stressed out. They don't want to mess up your workout. It's so hard. It's so hard. And they really want to do the right thing for you, yeah. but for the competition. So they have to give you the no reps and they want to give you the reps wherever possible. Always. So it all made easier. All made, it's all made easier when you're on good terms. Yeah. I think they're great tips. It's a bit of respect, isn't it? That's it. Like the, you see that there's a person who has a job to yeah, do yeah. and you're there and you're gonna go through the workout together. I always, I always try and, if I don't know who they are, I just try and pretend that it's my best friend coaching me or judging me, sorry, not coaching me. And it's like, how would I talk to this person right now if I knew them for 20 years? 
Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's great advice. And you know, like when when Elaine joined here, you knew her because you had an experience with her yeah. in London. That was the the one that really sticks out to me is strength and depth in London. She judged me there. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. Like it's it's like a maybe a ten minute workout, but you, it's a very intense we ten something. minutes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You go through something together, so it is a cool little thing. Mm-hmm. And we all know, like I remember doing open workouts, and you're like, I remember my judge for that workout. Oh yes. So I think it's a, it's a huge part. Yeah. And and for the judges who are coming along. Um, like it is can be stressful but like it's the same thing for you guys you just have to go out and call it as you see it and everyone's gonna yeah. be delighted with, with with that once you see it once you call it exactly how you see it i think for both that. it's always the ability to be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes if you're competing imagine you were the judge if you were the judge imagine you were competing and everyone wants the same outcome such wisdom james <laughs> <laughs> i've made many many mistakes <laughs> when competing and judging so yeah. you figure it out, yeah. Okay, well, I think there's plenty to chew on there, right? Loads, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing day. And remember, at the end of the day, we're all there to just absolutely give our best yeah. and then come away being proud of our effort. Can't wait. I love competition day. <laughs>